You've tuned in to Chaos to the Fly, a podcast for fans of the darkness and the supernatural by Greg Newbigin. If you'd like to reach out to provide feedback or say hello, send an email to info at chaostothefly.com or if you'd like to share an experience, send the details to stories at chaostothefly.com and it might be included on future episodes. Now, let's get down to business, shall we? Welcome to the special announcement episode of Chaos to the Fly, a supernatural podcast. This episode is a kind of preview before the official release of Season 1 in early April. It's a chance for me to introduce myself and the concept of the podcast, and more than that, it's a chance for me to share a sample. First things first, my name is Greg Newbegin. I'm a writer with a penchant for the supernatural and the macabre. I'm just over halfway through writing my first novel, which itself has hooks into the horrific, but isn't really strictly horror. I also host a fairly popular video game podcast called Cephalon Squared, and through this I discovered my love for podcasting and entertainment. And as a result of the desire to combine these interests, I developed the idea for Chaos to the Fly. Initially, it was a way for me to use some of the research that I was putting into my book, but soon after, I realised it was also a wonderful conduit for research itself. And so here we are. Chaos to the Fly, both in namesake and theme, evolved from the idea that perception is perspective. Or, as Charles Adams put it, and yes, that is the same Charles Adams who wrote the Adams Family comics back in the 1930s, normal is an illusion. What's normal for the spider is chaos to the fly. While the meaning here is pretty clear, a more subtle interpretation is that perhaps we are the flies, and that we may well be living in something else's reality. We just don't know that. Or... Perhaps it's all in our heads as we try to make sense of a more mundane reality. Whatever the case may be, with all of the experiences that people have been known to have had over the years, at the very least, it's going to be fun to investigate. In many ways, it's fun to believe, even if it's not so easy to prove. And me? Sadly, I haven't had any major experiences. There have been some strange coincidences and interesting dreams, but nothing that I feel is really worth sharing, much to my chagrin. My father did claim to have had one experience when I was very little, and he stuck to this story over the years, but sadly I was never able to get him to share the story in detail, so it is now lost to time. Anyway, back to the podcast. In an attempt to investigate the supernatural in an educational, entertaining, and hopefully, or at least occasionally, scary way, episodes of Chaos to the Fly will each contain three sections. The first being a single topic covering a demon, a monster, a myth, or a fairy tale, such as the demons Moloch and Pazuzu, the Greek mythological creatures, the Hecaton Kire, and folk tales such as Kuchisake Onna from Japan, among many other projects that are planned for Season 1 and beyond. The second section will retell the story of an average person's experience with the unknown, perhaps a ghost story, or an alien abduction, or an encounter with the black-eyed children. Whatever I'm lucky to come across, really. (laughs) 
Preferably, I'd like to retell real stories from real people, so if you have a story you'd like to share, feel free to email me at stories at chaostothefly.com. This can, of course, be anonymous if you prefer. Anyway, depending on the stories that I have on a weekly basis, there may only be one, or I may tell a few shorter stories. And lastly, the third and final section of each episode will include a brief review of a new horror movie, book, or TV series, whatever it may be. It won't always be brand new, but I'll try to keep it at least somewhat recent. This is a good way for me to do another kind of research, but also for me to share what's good, and probably even what's bad, <laughs> with you. But no stress, I will keep my reviews fairly short. And after all the good stuff, at least I hope it'll be good stuff, I'll close out each episode with a little bit about me, so if you want to skip the less important stuff, you can. Nobody likes a podcast with all the fluff at the beginning. And I know this one is a little bit fluffy. As a brief sample, though, in this bonus episode, I've included a single reading covering a brief history of demons. Enjoy! And don't forget to follow Chaos to the Fly on Facebook and Twitter, both, as you would expect, at Chaos to the Fly, for details as to release of Season 1. And I'll see you again soon, my fellow flies. <laughs> History of Demons The word demon itself has an interesting history, at least in terms of its etymology. The modern term, used to refer to an evil spirit, is primarily derived from ancient Greek, the word daemon. Originally, this word simply meant godlike, deity or genius, and did not carry any negative connotations. It was simply a powerful divine entity. Over time, this developed into the Latin demonium, which referred to a lesser or evil spirit, and this was later shortened into its modern usage. Of course, there are still those who would seek to delineate between the two with the word demon, spelled D-E-M-O-N, used to denote an evil entity, and the word daemon, spelled D-A-E-M-O-N, used more ambiguously. It's also believed that the ancient Greek or the modern variant were also derived from Proto-Indo-European languages, the word at the time possibly referring to that which could provide fortune or destiny. It's not so easy to define exactly the point where demons themselves became inherently bad, but it is interesting to look back across ancient religion and mythology, as there were some clear similarities. The ancient Mesopotamian religions, for example, those of ancient Sumer, Akkad, Assyria and Babylonia, did not really have inherently good or bad gods. In the underworld, though, there were beings called Gala, and these were somewhat demonic entities, at least by current standards, but they generally only inhabited the underworld. In addition to the Gala, there were entities referred to as Udug, which were of somewhat ambiguous alignment who could be seen as either beneficial or detrimental. Similarly, the gods themselves were imperfect. They fought and squabbled between themselves with some kind of fluid morality. Even more suspicious gods such as Pazuzu, the entity that causes all the trouble in the movie The Exorcist, could potentially be looked upon as both good and evil. Ancient Greek, Roman and Egyptian mythology followed similar lines with deities that carried more human traits. Of course, 
besides the known gods and goddesses within these religious hierarchies, lay more bizarre or uncategorizable beings, talking animals, hybrids or highly unnatural monstrosities. These were often guardians or executioners, roles that were put in place to serve the gods. Could these, perhaps, be also described as demons? Each of these have a story to play within the mythologies, and over the course of this podcast I will look to cover certain aspects, such as that of the mighty Greek Hecaton Cures, supernatural mythological beings that aren't themselves demonic, but are inherently different and extremely interesting. So where did truly evil entities begin to appear? It's hard to say, really, given the large stretches of time that have elapsed and the amount of belief systems that have existed over this period. It's not really easy to argue one way or another, but even in the time of Greek mythology, evil spirits existed. Consider the story of Pandora, for example, and the fabled Pandora's Box. The entities that were released upon opening that little container were referred to as Keres, female death spirits. These were the daughters of the goddess Nyx, and the word Keres may also have led to similar words, such as plague and decay. Daughters of a goddess, sure, and yet truly evil indeed. Of course, the Old Testament of the Christian Bible, which is comprised of much of the Hebrew Bible and is also related to the Islamic Quran, has many references to evil spirits, and it is by this time that there seems to have been a clear delineation. Or perhaps not. The story of Lucifer, of course, refers to a fallen angel, one of God's chosen who rebelled and was thus cast out. I don't think there are many that would still consider Lucifer an angel, so again, what was once good was now most certainly evil. Still, I think it's fairly clear that the idea of evil demons arose from Abrahamic traditions, especially given the appearance of the word demon more than 60 times within the Christian New Testament, each time referring to a specifically evil entity. In fact, there are others that ascribe the change entirely to Christianity during the Roman Empire, those that suggest that, by slow shift of opinion, pagan demons were eventually seen as evil demons. For this reason, perhaps, ancient pagan traditions are still considered by many as being demonic or satanic. Christian demonology, as a result, is a real thing that exists. It is studied as part of the Roman Catholic Church, and therefore is a whole subject all of its own. I will look at this separately in future. Islam, too, speaks of several somewhat demonic entities, each of which will likely receive their own treatment. And much later still, in the 17th century, several tomes compiled from ancient texts became available. The Lesser Key of Solomon, for example, as well as the Grand Grimoire and Pseudo-Monarchia Demonum, the False Monarchy of Demons. These books were all compiled in the 1500s, or thereabouts. And I say compiled rather than written, as most are not ascribed to any one single author. Indeed, several of these titles were said to have been extracts of writings from King Solomon, during a period of the Renaissance in which many believed in magic. The Ars Goetia, one of the five books that make up the Lesser Key of Solomon, is effectively a book on demonology and is very close in content when compared to the false monarchy of demons. The Ars Goetia includes details on, as well as the sigils for, 72 demons in total, 
as well as describing their hierarchy in full. An interesting tome indeed. Of course, in no way is this a full and complete overview of demons or demonic tradition. To do so would take quite a lot of research and probably a degree in ancient history, so please forgive any egregious errors. But where does this leave us with this podcast? Truth be told, there's a veritable wealth of stories to be covered, from traditional Abrahamic demons through folk tales told across virtually every culture, demon or spirit notwithstanding. And my plan is to do a little bit of everything, from the well-known to the obscure. I hope you enjoy and stick with me on this journey of exploration, and please, if there's something specific you think may be interesting to listeners, let me know, and I'll be sure to cover it in a future season. See you in April. Thanks for listening to another episode of Chaos to the Fly. It would really help if you could leave us a review on iTunes or simply share the podcast with others you feel may be interested. To keep the spooky conversation going, follow us at Chaos to the Fly on Twitter and Facebook. Back to work, flies. <laughs>